Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. All right, we're back. It's Wednesday. Time for a new podcast, Chris Brown, and we're digging into SIBO. Now, if you guys follow us on Instagram, well, I should say me because Chris's Instagram sucks. She literally posts nothing ever. Chris, you're (laughs) hanging me out to dry, having me do all the posts. Uh, How do I feel about social media? Chris hates social media. So if you're listening and you've tried following Chris Brown, it's because she just doesn't use it and she just refuses to. So, However... However, when I do post, it's with intention. But you're, yeah, you're posting like your dog, your dog recipe for your dehydrated chicken feet that you feed to Bruno. It's still holistic. It's still holistic. <laughs> All right. I, I digress. So if you do follow me on Instagram, checking out our website, whatever it may be, you know that we're pretty big on gut health here at KSW. And it's a prevalent issue. Like Chris, 99.999% of our clients have some type of gut imbalance going on, Mm -hmm. whether it's low stomach acid, it's leaky gut, it's candida. And another gut issue that we see regularly is bacterial overgrowth, specifically something like a SIBO. SIBO is an acronym for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. We see this quite often. We see this especially with acne sufferers. That's what we do here. But many of our acne sufferers have eczema. They have, you know, skin flares. They have different things going on. They have uh, rosacea. And especially with our rosacea and eczema clients, we often see SIBO hanging on out in there. So I want to break it down. What really is SIBO? Now, I've been talking a little bit, so I think I'll, I'll pass the baton and allow you to interject. Give us the definition of SIBO, Chris Brown. Okay, so we're looking at the overgrowth of bacteria, right? And Katie, we know that's usually accompanied by that fungal overgrowth, right? So that's going to be like our candiasis, um, even different types of species. There's so many you can't even name. And then what's going to do is it's going to cause a lot of distress in the intestinal cavity and then right through the body because of the bloodstream. With SIBO, essentially what's happening is is bacteria is showing up in places where it shouldn't be in the body. Right. So we want bacteria more so in the large intestine and not as many in the small intestine. So that's why that small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, by the time that bacteria where, you know, I call it like the poop canal. So when you have your poop canal. Where do you come up with all of these terms that, that, that you use? Poop canal. I do. I need to start writing them down. Like we write down pages, pagesms. Because it's a poop canal. What else is it supposed to do? All right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. It's self-explanatory. Okay. So <laughs> there's going to be a filter now. Do you have a disclaimer on the start of these? The F-bomb might come out. No, it's not going to come we out. We try real hard. Yeah, we try real hard. Right. So when we look at how it works is we have to 
inside the small intestine, we have three areas. We have the duodenum. So really, that's going to be like some, some alchemist stuff happening, chemical reactions, the breakdown of the foods and macronutrients. We have the ileum and the duodenum. So this is where our carbohydrates, you know, our nutrient absorption, supplements, all of these things are going to get absorbed. Well, what happens is when we get in inflammatory response and we start to get more bacteria in our, our large intestine and then it moves into the small intestine, now we have bacteria overgrowth. So we call that the microbiome. Listen, so I was about to say the S word. Stuff's going to roll downhill from there and quickly. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, you know, the leaky gut and you explained that last episode, how it works, the thing is, is Ready? I'm, I just can't wait. Here she for goes, the everybody. Here we go. Ready? Oh no, Chris! What are you doing to me? My DMs. Come on, man. Okay. So the cecum is where the large and the small intestine connect. I don't know why it is shaped like that, but it is like some kind of like backdoor entrance into the club. It's like a labyrinth to get in there. Like now, you speak in my language. <laughs> If there was a cartoon, I can remember this little character had a nose that went straight out and down like a pipe. And that's what it reminds me of. Something Sneer. His name is Something Sneer. Anyways. Well, you're dating yourself, clearly. Well, fine. But now I'm, I'm going to find out. So what happens is even if we get backlogged in there, um, that's where the bacteria love. So people that suffer from constipation... Guess where you want to give some love? To the cecum, to the ileocecal valve. You want to massage that sucker out. Because if your poop can get lodged in there, your food, your remnants, by the time it gets your food gets to the large intestine, we're just waiting for it to extract a little bit more water. There's a little bit of an interaction with some leftover minerals and vitamins. And then boom, we have our poop, right? So that's why I call it the poop canal. Mm-hmm. everything from that intestinal cavity is so that you have unicorn poops. If you're not getting unicorn poops, we have something wrong, likely bacteria. So that cecum is a huge place where I want you to start c- connecting. Oh my gosh. Is that an area where I need to concentrate on, you know, massaging it out? Even if you have raging diarrhea, by the way, raging diarrhea in our world is the same as constipation. There's, it's a sign that something is wrong in your digestive Exactly. So we really need to look at that large intestine. Again, absorption of water. So if you're not even taking it in already, we are not giving the body enough of a toxic even remover, right? Filtering for the kidneys, kidneys and acne. So I'm going to ramble a little bit here because this is what I do. And I love this topic. So I, I know. I, I feel like I don't even need to be here today. I'm, I should just kick my feet up. Well, okay. Do you want to come back in 10? No. I'll come back. In, uh, I'll go get a drink. This is like your birth control one. Take it. Take the dogs out. I still have like PTSD from your birth control one. I'm like, well, you know how I feel about that topic? I'm like, there's words we don't discuss in front of Katie. That is one. Everybody that on the team knows them. that, right? So <laughs> let me bring it back into acne here. So yeah, we need the water and yes, for the filter of the kidneys because they support not only fear-like induced psycho-spiritual connections, but they also support acne. Nutrients like vitamin K. How many people are vitamin D deficient? Vitamin K is very co-related to vitamin D and B vitamins, but for our lovely 
acne sufferers. What about the one biotin? Biotin seems oh, to be fear. That's a scary word. It yeah, is. that's a scary word for acne sufferers. But the colonic, colonic bacteria, go. spit it out from the fermentation of the food we ingest, start to create these B vitamins and K vitamins. So if you're a vitamin B deficient, let's look at food first. Let's look at gut health next. This is why it's not just about food. And everyone says, well, you're a nutritionist. Are you still doing that food thing? Oh my gosh, please stop, right? So under the umbrella of beautiful, everything's normal. Large intestines should really have significantly more bacteria than the small intestine. We might get some lingers. What happens is it get all backed up and then boom, we start to get symptoms. However, we start to get symptoms a little bit more in the stomach area as opposed to anywhere else. So do you want to, is that given enough in description? Because I mean, I could go on forever. I, think so. I know you. I'm just sitting here waiting for my chance to speak again. Okay. To be allowed. I know something that you could contribute. Can I? What can could I, I contribute today? How about I would love symptoms? It. Let me know. Symptoms. Well, let's talk symptoms then. Symptoms. You've got this. Symptoms for SIBO. This is this is an easy one. I'm so thank you. I'm so thankful you allowed me to speak in the, today's episode of the podcast. I might cut. I might, I might chime in. <laughs> so let's talk how you know if you are dealing with a SIBO. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can go by symptoms. There is uh, a SIBO breath test that you can get from your doctor. Good luck. Um, it, it's yeah, good luck. It's very dependent on the doctor. If they offer it, you can for sure get it from functional medicine doctors. Um, depending on the practitioner and where you live, they can, they can be getting it. But um, that, I would say, is the most common one that is used to actually test for the presence of SIBO. What would you say? Would you say that's the most common one we see that clients have either done or are requesting? Uh, yeah. Sometimes I see blood work and I just don't get it because it's probably mm -hmm. not going to be circulating. But yeah, I would say the breath test because it's, it's taking the methyl gases and it's saying, hey, what's happening here? Because, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I mean, it's the one I like. Yeah, it's it's the one that I prefer too. Mm -hmm. Like the the breath test, I would probably say is one of the ones we see most. Um, some comprehensive stool analysis is mm -hmm. analysis <laughs> will look at the different types of bacteria that are going on in the gut. Um, there's like an organics dysbiosis test. Like th there are different options out there. I'd say the breath test is the biggest one. Mm -hmm. But we can also be looking at your health history and the symptoms in the checklist. So if we're going over and we're looking at these symptoms, of course, they're going to be very digestive related. We're going to see gas. We're going to be seeing bloating, constipation, or diarrhea. Maybe there'll be issues with low energy, fatigue, uh, changes in your mood, like depression, anxiety, irritability. Remember, there's that gut-brain connection. So often things going on with our gut are going to be impacting our mental health. Issue, um, maybe you have an autoimmune disease, like celiac disease. I believe there was a study published in, what was it? It was the American Journal of Gastroenterology. And it showed that 66% of patients with celiac disease who even maintained a strict gluten-free diet actually tested positive for bacterial overgrowth. So having autoimmune diseases like celiac um, can be a sign that we're dealing with SIBO. And then if we're looking- Katie, just because I have thyroid, right? Like you have celio, so, celiac, so that's in your head. Yeah, it's in my brain. Hypothyroid, 50% of hypothyroid suffers. We're not even, even getting to the autoimmune. Mm -hmm. Um, they have some level of SIBO. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And other things that could be happening would be things like nausea, acid reflux, um, IBS-like symptoms. Like IBS and SIBO kind of go hand in hand most times. 
yeah. because it's, you get that it's, diagnosis it's, well in you advance. Get the di- that's the thing is IBS is not a diagnosis. It's a set of symptoms. Oh, and it's like, okay, well, yeah. what's causing that set of symptoms? <laughs> like it's a really I'm irritated already. Little, Okay, Chris, maybe you need to go have a walk. Let me handle the symptoms. I'm going to sip my tea. I'm going to sip my tea. You sip your tea. Or like abdominal pain, crampings, um, you know, delayed gastric emptying. You, you like not, you're not absorbing fats well. Maybe you're not absorbing the nutrients well. Um, you know that upper abdominal pain. Mm-hmm. You know, especially we'll see deficiencies in things like B12, iron, vitamin A, vitamin D, some different mineral deficiencies. Hello, and then hair analysis. Gener- Hello, I know, Chris. I was waiting for you to jump in with that hair analysis over here. I had a client. I, I was meeting with a client today earlier, and she. She is in school to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. And I went through it and systematic, right? Coming from the Western, she, but they're with us, so open minded. And she's just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this is different. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to the personality traits. And, and then she's just like, how are you doing this? Do you read minds? Oh, I love when Chris goes into the personality traits. Do you read traits. minds? You just nailed me. Yeah, it's just. interesting with the at H2MA because Chris is able to even pick out personality traits based on the H2MA, which I know you don't do with every client. Mm-mm. It's, you know, you, you Chris can generally feel when someone's receptive to the personality trait talk. But I love when 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 you do them because people are always like, oh, my gosh, that is so spot on. And that's all from looking at my minerals. So it's we a have a creepy. episode. It's a bit creepy. Yeah. That's we what have I a get. mineral episode <laughs> coming up in the next little while. Um, also things like general inflammation, like systemic body-wide inflammation, gut inflammation. Because when our gut's impacted, it's going to be impacting the rest of the body. Maybe you're dealing with weight gain, maybe weight loss. And of course, you know, symptoms like acne, rosacea, eczema, different skin issues. And obviously all of these symptoms can be related to other issues in the body. But when you're really looking at this with your health history, with the different symptoms that you're dealing, maybe in looking at the hair tracement analysis that we run with clients, we're really able to see is, okay, is, this, is a SIBO possibly afoot here? So Chris, what would you say are the biggest contributing factors for the development of SIBO? I just want to step back because you made a good point. I just want to connect it. By the time we get, by the time we have an autoimmune or an underactive thyroid or like psoriasis for the autoimmune, but acne and rosacea, I'm going to let you know this SIBO is already there. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, I got acne and then I got SIBO. No. And Katie and I usually err on the side of it could be, it may be, you know, but I'm going to be very, very direct here and say, "Uh uh-uh, this came well in advance. So when people say, well, how do you know it's a gut correlation? I know it's a gut correlation because your gut absolutely had to be impaired before any of this other stuff would have happened. If you have mucus in your poop, there is an issue. Mm-hmm. There is something going on in there. And anytime we have an issue, for an example, one of two things, either we are feeding the beneficial bacteria or we are buffeting out the opportunistic bacteria. Absolutely. And in our society, we tend to buffet. We live in North America, Paige, Chris. Of course it's a buffet. Oh my God. Were you about to say Paige because of her horrific eating? Did you just squeal on Paige? What do you mean? Paige <laughs> isn't a horrific eater. No, I know. I, she's I, good. I, I'm just, I'm just teasing. She, I brainwashed her. She eats just like me now. You know, Paige is totally listening to this horrified, right? I'm getting, yeah, right absolutely. now, I'm getting a message. I'm getting a message. Yeah, getting a message. Okay. So 
the great news is all of those symptoms you listed, they can subside with proper, first of all, there has to be the eradication of the bacteria. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. We have to also look at a multi-complex. So we know there could be some fungal. We have some yeast from the candida. Wait, are you, you're skipping to how are we resolving? We didn't even get through what are the contributing factors. No, no, I'm not saying, I'm just saying it can, but I'm going to say, I had a nice little segue. Okay. I know, I'm sorry. I was following our rundown. Katie, you're on a timeout. You're on a timeout. You know my TV skills need to follow the rundown. Okay, hold on. I'm like, no, Chris, it's (laughs) out of order. It's out of order. No, I'm getting there, I promise. What I'm saying is it can be eradicated, or sorry, the bacteria can be eradicated, the thing is, is you don't want to single source the species. That is where we see a lot of people and they're like, we've done this. And I went after my candida or I had fungal on my toe and I, and I went after that. And they're like, mm-hmm. but now I'm getting all my symptoms back because we have trillions of bacteria and we need to do it in a comprehensive way because Katie, we can do all the right things and you can have a beautiful meal and you can take the great supplements. And you could be meditating. If you are taking things like a proton pump inhibitor, an Mm -hmm. acid blocker, do you see my segue now? Are you impressed? I see. Okay. I see your segue. I see where you're going with this. I'll let you handle it. Okay. So if we have those proton pump inhibitor, because what's happened is now you've gone to a gastro, no, you've gone to your doctor who may or may not give you an acid blocker. Then at one point, you get to a gastroenterologist who's wanting to stick a tube up your bum or in your throat and scope it out to see. That's always fun. Have you had it? I've had it. Nope. I actually had- um, I had an endoscopy. Years ago, I was struggling. I was struggling with severe stomach pain. Like like, it it was an ulcer. And my doctor was like, yep, this sounds like you're dealing with a gastric ulcer. I'm going to send you to a, like the, the, the specialist, a GI doctor, to get a scope done. And I went in for this appointment. And I, as soon as I sat down, she said, you're too young to have an ulcer, so I'm not going to scope you because it's too dangerous. And then she ended the appointment and I left. Stop it. And I was like, um, I don't think that's how the body works. And I went back to my doctor and she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to give you the PPIs and the antibiotics for your treatment. I said, no, thank you. Oh, you were not compliant. You know, you were marked as not compliant. compliant. Well, I didn't say that. I didn't say, you know, you know, I'd be too nervous to be like, oh, no, thanks. I just, I worked with my naturopath to go in and resolve the issues and look at that. No more ulcer. See, that's kind of interesting because I did because I wanted to see if I had H. It was so severe. I was like, I think I told you before, I was sleeping on three pillows. It just lasted like a year, easy. Mm-hmm. Three years over the course of on and off. So they stuck down that tube. And when you go there, it says, make sure someone drives you because we're going to knock you out. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as I told them, oh, they're like, oh, you, you're ride. And I said, no, I drove. They're like, oh, we can't knock you out. We have to reschedule. And I'm like, no, you have freezing spray. Chris and her... No anesthesia. You want you guys want to know what Chris does? She she gets a filling done at the dentist. Doesn't use the freezing. Nor do I let my kids. I think she could be a psychopath. <laughs> Maybe I thought you were going to go with robotic. No, I think full blown psychopath. The the fact that you would let a drill go into your like I can't I can't even talk about it because it it makes me nauseous. But you also have gag teeth. reflux. I know, but like teeth stuff and the dent like just getting a cleaning I I get severe I have dentist anxiety oh my gosh I I have to get the laughing gas I just like I have to get a laughing gas just 
like it's it's awful. So the fact that you guys isn't like agree with me, is she a psychopath for not getting the freezing when she gets a filling? Maybe not all the time if it's a deep rooted one, but no, if it's surface level and I can and it's not near a root, totally you're sick. Drill that sucker. You're sick. Make sure you suck up my spit because that's nasty. That's where I can't handle it. Chris, I can't even talk about this. This is giving me like actual. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. Okay, Katie, I'm gonna up level. I'm gonna confirm. Stop. I'm gonna confirm. This is your- about SIBO. I know. Chris. I'm gonna confirm for you. First of all, I did that lovely tube. No anesthetic. Of course you did. Yeah, of course you did. Okay. I know. I know. I've had three vaginal births and I have a menses in, with heavy flow and I don't die. So yeah, I guess according, this is what Steve says. He goes, how are you not dead with all of that? Let's hope there's no men listening to today's episode of the podcast because they're going to be like, oh God, I need to turn this off. No, you don't need to turn it off. You just need to send me gifts and little medals that say, woo, you're the There's little medals. Chris is your love. When is this your love language? Me. So long story short is... Boom, it came by and fine. And a lot of them do because they can't see that SIBO. Mm -hmm. They can see the deterioration of the mucus lining. And that's where we're going to start looking. Mm -hmm. However, we're opposite, Katie. We're opposite than Western. Because a lot of the time, unless there is a peptic ulcer, and that's confirmed, but SIBO already, it doesn't, I'm going to say, it's not that it doesn't start in the low or intestine. It really starts with one, chewing, and two, do we have enough hydrochloric acid in the stomach? Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, like after enzymes and hydrochloric acid have broken our food down, it goes through this digestive system of ours, right? It travels from the stomach. It goes through all of the intestinal tract. And in like a really good healthy gut, you know, the, the bacteria that's living in your digestive system, it goes through the digestive tract, you know, along with food that goes all the way to the colon. But this process can actually get really disrupted. And there's a number of things that can disrupt this. We've already talked about those medications, right? The medications that are going to be really impacting that microbiome, like the acid-blocking drugs, the steroids, the antibiotics. We talk about antibiotics quite often. Oh, yeah, steroids Other things like a diet high in refined carbohydrates, refined sugar, Oh, yeah, you're just feeding. You're feeding all that bacteria that is perpetuating all of this other stuff. But also things like, you know, physical obstructions in the gut. Maybe you had different surgeries and there's scarring. You know, maybe there's issues with Crohn's disease, you know, and and it's in those little um lesions like yeah, those little like tiny pouches mm-hmm. that form are going to be able to collect bacteria instead of, you know, the bacteria passing and going where it should be. And then another one is going to actually be damaged muscles or damaged nerves in that gut which is going to be impacting the bacteria. And so these things are all, and and also dealing with an autoimmune disease. An autoimmune disease can also be leading to SIBO as well. So this is why we say, I think you and I are in the same band camp here for this one. Mm -hmm. This is when they let me out on my day pass, right, Katie? Yeah. um, We allow it once in a while. IBS to us is really, yes, it is a medical diagnosis in the Western system, but IBS to us means... Um, I have inflammation of the bowels and I don't even know where to start with you. The end. Mm -hmm. That's all it means is inflammation. Mm -hmm. So when we look at that SIBO-like behavior and we look at all those symptoms and then we look at, oh my gosh, now I have a sluggish thyroid or the endocrine or my sex hormones are off. Yeah, you better believe it. Because Mm -hmm. if you can't get rid, if if you can't poop, you can't even get rid of estrogen, right? 
if you're not pooping, you're going to create other issues and hard stools passing, they can create fissures. And that's where the Mm -hmm. skin really rips. I don't even know why they call Mm -hmm. it a fissure. Hemorrhoids, right? Anytime your fecal matter is inside your intestinal cavity for longer than it's supposed to be, that direct compact to the intestinal lining is creating inflammation. And if you have undigested sugars or malabsorbed whatever macronutrients where these little critters think that this is fantastic, even people sometimes with anemia where they can't break down Iron supplementation, feed the opportunistic bacteria, creates oxidative stress. It's about getting flow. So if it's going to absorb down into that intestinal cavity, is it really that you have a mineral deficiency or is it that you have a malabsorption issue that is created systemically from the gut? And this is why we're such big gut advocates. So I hope people Mm -hmm. are seeing a little bit more of why we are like so pro-gut. it's, it really is that foundation to your body. Like the body does, like the gut does so much for the body that when it's off, it's impacting all the other areas of the body, hands down. And I do want to note, because if someone's like, oh, you know, I don't have any of those symptoms. Remember, there is a a small portion of people dealing with the SIBO that have no symptoms at all, that don't have those classic digestive symptoms that are just dealing with this bacterial overgrowth but it's, you know, having that domino effect in the body and causing symptoms elsewhere that you may not recognize. Like, for example, with rosacea, different types of skin rashes, when it comes to SIBO, it, what's really happening is SIBO is, you know, damaging that gut lining. It's causing that leaky gut. So this is why we see things like candida, SIBO, low stomach acid, um, leaky gut. They're all kind of intermingled and we often see them present together because when the gut gets damaged, this leads to a release of cytokines. Now, cytokines is basically, you know, those little regulators that are just, you know, the regulators of your host immune responses. And these is this is what can really, really increase and promote that inflammatory reaction in your body. Mm-hmm. And when you're having that inflammatory reaction, this can be resulting in skin inflammation. So we're seeing the rosacea, we're seeing the eczema, we're seeing the skin rashes, we're seeing the acne. Yeah. And the acne, it's not, it's like so downstream, right? It's like way down there. And then we want to chase it because we don't like it, but we have to come up first. So we have all of these responses going on in the body. Now we talked quickly about how, remember, like through the breath test, the methane gas. Mm -hmm. I just want to connect that a little bit. So when, when you have gas and bloating, it usually happens after a meal. So Mm -hmm. it's not exclusive, but that's when you see it. And all of a sudden it gets distended. And sometimes it can be very, very uncomfortable. You're Mm -hmm. constantly like, it feels even like your pants, like, can I say chafing? Like, I don't know if that's a... (laughs) I think you could say that but word. I think that's I don't kind of, think you know been... what I mean? But it just feels raw. So here it goes. So with SIBO and the intestinal bacteria, when it's excessive, so it excessively produces methane gas. So when we go mm-hmm. after it, it can get really excited and produce that and exasperate symptoms. This is why we take a very systematic approach depending on the severity and the level of what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then So this bacteria, they're linked to chronic constipation, both in IBS, but also SIBO. So both of those diagnoses. In the Mm -hmm. methane gas, they have a paralytic effect on the intestinal tract. So what it really does, 
Is it turtle-like everything? Slow. So your transit time, you can be having a poop a day and you might be like, look at me. Like, it's epic. I'm good. But that could have been from three days ago. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at why that bacteria. So if that methane gas alone can slow everything down, that means your IBS, your inflammatory bowel Mm -hmm. issue is exasperated because these damn little critters can make poison to our system. And then the liver has to be able to detoxify it because now you can't eliminate it. Elimination is part of that detoxification. Mm -hmm. Couple in, you're not drinking enough water and holy henna banana. So this is why, I mean, I can get into all the geek fact, I'm not going to do it, but this is why we need bowel stimulation ASAP. This is why we look Mm -hmm. at where you're pooping, how you're pooping, what color is it, what shape, what size, is it stinky? Sometimes I get pictures. By the way, clients listening, thank you for that. (laughs) Next time, just send me a Christmas gift. No, but it's good. I say sometimes. Yeah, 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 we do. Yeah, there's no such thing as TMI here at the Clear Skin Mm -mm. Solution and Katie Sir Wellness. (laughs) It doesn't even gross me out. I'm totally fine. No. I, I love when clients are like, this may be TMI. And we're like, nope, 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 never TMI. Please uh-uh. share us all the things. I'm like, unleash we it. We let it know it all. Unleash it. Give yeah. it to me. That's This is what we do for a living. So now that we've kind of broken down factors, mm-hmm. symptoms, how to test, all of those things with SIBO, let's really go, go into how can we be supporting SIBO? How Because this is the thing is, you know, sometimes people will say, well, will it just go away on its own? I can almost guarantee you it won't just go away on its own, that you need to be taking active steps to uh, remedy it. So, of course, you know, we do really like to customize, like supplement, it'll be diet, supplementation, and lifestyle habits, as always with any protocol that we personally do for our clients. Mm -hmm. Because diet alone is not a protocol. Supplements alone, not a protocol. Lifestyle habits alone. It's the three of these together that really give you the shifts in your health that you're looking for. Can I add one? Yeah, go ahead. Mindset. Oh, of course. Well, that's, I put that as a lifestyle habit, but maybe I, I, it should be its own, it, own category. She needs a crown. She has she has a rainbow tutu on right now. I can see her in my Mindset head. is key, like critical. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that clients probably fight us the most on. Yeah. This mindset. And not knowing. You don't even not know because it's such a habitual pattern. And this is the thing with with more complex, I don't want to even say complex, but with with bigger issues like this, like a SIBO, a candida, you know, those bigger overgrowth parasites, you know, sluggish detox pathways, these are going to require some pretty therapeutic protocols. And they can be a little unnerving, right? Because it's the, what do you mean I can't eat fruit for the next couple of weeks? What do you mean I can't do this? And I always like to say the thing, if you keep doing the same things you've always done, you'll keep getting the same results. In order to eradicate issues like this, especially microbiome, it's going to take a very tailored, I like to say the word therapeutic, you know, I don't like to say that word restrictive, a therapeutic protocol, because we need to be with SIBO, with candida, anything like that. We need to be removing the main food source for this bacteria Stop and then killing it. it and then killing it off with specific supplements and antibacterials in order to fully get rid of it. We need to starve it. We need to kill it. And then we need to repopulate because we and need to I'm start repopulating. <laughs> Wait, don't be labeling me. You're the one that, come on now. I'm the one that doesn't do freezings. We need, yeah, we need to 
starve the bacteria, we need to kill the bacteria, and then we need to repopulate with good bacteria. So let's start off with nutrition. I think that's an easy one to go into first. So with SIBO, we really want to be minimizing fruit intake. Like that SIBO loves fruit. And we really want to be focusing on lots of non-starchy vegetables, leafy greens, lean proteins, healthy fats. And this is generally where we're starting with our clients. Like a SIBO diet is pretty specific. However, there will be slight modifications depending on the client, you know, what what types, whether pescatarian, omnivore, whatever it may be. So really taking those into consideration. The other thing, even eating disorders. Oh, absolutely. We yeah. have Oof. clients that have eating disorders and they're like, I am ready to do whatever. We can't, as coaches, forget that that's an underlying something. Absolutely. So there are still approaches for the people that have eating disorders, for the people that, you know, prefer to be a vegan, for all of these different things. So please, as you're listening, if you're like, yeah, but um, I'm already, I already have a poor relationship with food because of X, Y, and Z. You're clear. You communicate it. We've got you. Mm-hmm. There are ways for everybody. And that's the thing. And how many NDs have told us Chris is so cruel with this protocol? Like many? A couple of them. The, but the many? thing is they work. That's the thing. And then after they after these NDs work with us and stuff, they're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. We can't believe it. So the reason why they say it's cruel is because you're not going to be able to go and Google search this. I guarantee you. Because it's so customized. The information. Oh, Chris is next level with her protocols, right? Like it's, yeah, it's so know. interesting because Chris – I'm going to toot your horn for a little bit because this is, I think, somewhere where you really shine um, as a coach as you build out some amazing protocols. Of course, we all, sh- as, a, as a team, all of our coaches share protocols. Oh, absolutely. You should know that Chris actually, she trains all of our coaches. And you better believe if, if we have a new coach, they're not touching a client file until Chris feels that they are up to par with where she needs them to be. So, And I'm not Chris even, is- and I'm not like a grand poobah. My thing is, is, with my high, I think it's honestly now that I love that, like I'm high functioning autistic and stuff like that. I pick out things mm-hmm. that people just don't see. Absolutely. And now I appreciate it. Right. So do I have SIBO mm-hmm. with that? Hey, yeah, I do. <laughs> so when we're looking at those foods to avoid, right, of course, there'll be, you know, different types of fructose, like those things aren't going to be great for SIBO. Dairy, gluten, like those aren't going to be um, on the SIBO menu, you know, depending on what's going on. Maybe those, maybe this client can't have galactins, like the legumes, the Brussels sprouts, those things aren't digesting well for them. And then that's where we start slowly introducing different foods, focusing on things that are going to, again, starve the bacteria and allow us to start repopulating. So anything else you want to add from a diet perspective? Other than the people that have probably been reading up on this, they're going to say, oh my gosh, that's controversial. This over here says I don't have to take out um, my, my berries or something like that. Please note that your file is so reviewed. So we have the intake. We have your medical it's history. It's so unique. to the. It's like, so unique. You can't go off the internet. <laughs> we have your HTMA, right? Can we see SIBO-like behaviors? Absolutely. So there is enough markers in here that we know how, say, aggressive 
or relaxed we can be, we also don't want to stir up those bacteria right off the bat because remember I talked about those gases, there's endotoxins. If you're not even pooping, if you're not detoxifying, all Mm -hmm. those endotoxins go right through your body. Your symptoms go up. You're hating life. You remove me from your Christmas card list and you're asking Katie to fire me, right? Some days I ask yeah, Katie, we, we, some days I ask Katie to fire me too. But <laughs> sorry, Chris, you know that contract's been signed in blood, yours and pages. I have them kept in my special folder. So I don't want to digress. I don't want to digress on it, but I just want to show you that no matter what, even if you have H. pylori, H. pylori mm-hmm. is again, you didn't start likely with H. pylori. You have a compounded SIBO-like effect, and it is a slow progression to get you the success. It's not a fast and furious. If someone's going to give you a fast and furious, please take baby steps back and think about it. Mm -hmm. All right. So we talked about diet. Let's go into supplementation because this is a really critical component to Mm -hmm. SIBO as well. Now, there are different, you know, antifungals, antibacterials, antimicrobials that'll get utilized. And again, it's going to be dependent on uh, the individual. Yeah. What would you say would be some of the most popular ones Uh, that we use with clients? Mm -hmm. Definitely caprylic acid, grapefruit seed, uh, sometimes silver, uva ursi. Depending if we find that there's some parasitic involvement, which I'll tell you, your wormies love you. New moon yesterday or the day before, no one was it? Yeah, those parasites, they like to come out of that that new moon. They do. They like to uh, put eggs around your anus and then they go right back in. There you go. That is the worst (laughs) visual you just gave everybody, Chris. Well, come on. This is my life. So no one, so this is why the pictures. We just lost, we just lost the listeners. We just had audience members. I'm so sorry about your lunch, actually. I will apologize for that one. Anyways, so what we need to do, how about, I'm just going to go in. What we need to do is repopulate. So those are some, they're not exclusive, but we could go into the woodworms and the garlic and all of these other things. Yeah, but we do need to talk probiotics because this probiotics, is a, bit of a tr- yes. tricky one Very. with SIBO, right? Because sometimes we'll have clients being like, I can't take a probiotic because it makes my symptoms worse. Mm-hmm. I, I take a probiotic and, and I feel horrible. I have all of these different symptoms. And for some people dealing with SIBO, probiotics that are containing the lactobacillus or the bifidobacterium, which are two of the most popular yeah. probiotics in, um, sorry, two of the most popular strains in a probiotic, some people find this exasperates their symptoms. Oh, so yeah, this for is- sure it does. Even if there's higher CFUs, just alone, higher mm-hmm. CFUs. Which, and I should say CFUs are colony forming units. And this would be like the 50 billion, the 25 billion, the amount of strains that are in there. So this is why maybe taking a probiotic with lactobacillus or bifidobacterium may not be right for you dealing with SIBO. Instead, maybe it's the lacto, I'm sorry, I should say the lactobacillus acidophilus because there's lots of different lactobacilluses. Instead, maybe it's the lactobacillus, these are so hard to pronounce. Why do you make all of these? Yeah, Plantarium, thank you. Robinium, the streptococcus. I even like the the animal species for the skin. Mm-hmm. Now, streptococcus, that's, again, one of those ones that can cause severe constipation in SIBO. Again, dependent. This is why probiotics for SIBO are so dependent on the individual. You know what I see all the right. time? It, it irritates me to no end. Saccharomyces boulardii. I love it. Uh, I, I, I love, love it, it the, for the right specific, use. <laughs> yes. If somebody's already constipated or they have thyroid or they have a slow oxidation pattern, why are we doing this? 
Mm-hmm. Why are we giving them something that, you know, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So again, we just want to really go. And if you have SIBO, please, hands down, regardless of the controversy around mm-hmm. probiotics, we want to avoid fructooleosaccharides, FOS. It will say fructooleosaccharides. It will have a little bracket and it'll say FOS. That you already have gas and bloat. This is just a brewing storm for you. So let's also talk about spore-based probiotics oh, yeah. and soil-based probiotics because these two are often recommended for SIBO mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and then you also see time release and a bunch of other things, but spore can be because what it is is there's specific species in there like the Bactrocillus coagulans. coagulans. Now I can't say it. What they do is they repopulate those areas that seem to be really, really low. They don't tend to be killed off as. And the other thing, again, irritating in my world, is I often see these given to people for long-term use on a continual level, and they will stop working because your Mm -hmm. bacteria is very, very clever. So knowing when to take spore or soil base is really good. Sometimes soil base can exasperate some people, Um, that already have an autoimmune. It's too reactive. So, I mean, there's spore-based, which I definitely like. I like before meals. I like 10 days on, 10 days off, these types of things. But I still like in a combination with another probiotic at a different time. Here's a little nugget to know. If you're getting the gas, the bloating, insomnia, if you're getting that Herx-like reaction where everything feels ah, and all you've done is added in a probiotic, guess what? You might want to go and give your gut some TLC because it's already way too much. Yeah. That's the thing is when you're dealing with issues like SIBO and candida, this is where like I highly recommend working with a practitioner because it's so difficult to do on your own. You're going to exasperate symptoms. You Maybe you're not taking the right supplements for you. Maybe there's cofactors. Maybe there's issues with the stomach acid. Like there's so many underlying things that just Googling and saying like diet for SIBO is, is most likely not going to work because we, we've even had like I remember one of our clients, um, she was dealing with like a massive, massive issue with SIBO. She had first tried doing it on her own. Then she had tried working with a naturopath and then like after both, like she did two really intensive SIBO protocols. And then when we came and we looked at the SIBO, we looked at her functional testing, we looked at the HTMA, we were able to understand why it wasn't working for her and properly tailor protocols that were right for her and her system. Yeah. Cause we're picky. <laughs> we're very picky. We are very picky. We are. And we do things slower. That's what we do way different. And that's what a lot of clients have said. They say, it's, oh, yeah. I get it now. I get it. Because it's not just two weeks of removing food, taking a probiotic, and then all of your issues are gone. Like when you're dealing with issues with SIBO, I generally like to do a protocol, what, over 12-week period, 90-day period? 90 to 120, depends on the systemic. Some, I've had one client, H. pylori SIBO, the entire time working with us. Six months. We used the entire six months of that. And in all transparency, her acne got way worse. This is so common. And if, you, if you're wondering, oh my God, why would your acne get worse? Go back and listen to last week's episode where we, t- no, a few episodes ago where we talked about the Herx reaction, because I think this is one of the most important episodes to listen to when you are on your healing journey, because I see this all the time on social media and it irritates me to no end. 
when other practitioners are like, you should never have a flare of your acne when you're working holistically. You should never do this. And I, and I just, I shake my head because I don't understand where this concept comes from because it is completely normal, common to see flares of symptoms, not, not just acne alone, on any healing journey, on any holistic healing journey. Like go and look at some of the biggest names in the health and wellness field. They all talk about the Herx reaction. And sometimes I wonder if they're using that, like the, the influencers and accounts that I see saying there shouldn't be any, you know, flares. Is it like a marketing tactic for them? It's like the give them, give them what they want, like sell them what they want and then give them what they need when they get in. So I would just say, know that when you're dealing with especially gut imbalances, candida, bacterial, parasitic, there's going to be a healing crisis. And don't panic. You need to work through that crisis. Right. This one specific client I was talking about, the difference is, is at the end of the six months, after two, a decade of her H. pylori, she had finally not had H. pylori. First and non- And to get rid of H. pylori? Positive. Ooh. It, it, oh, it, it's a, it's a bad H. pylori is a. It's a bad word. H. pylori is a beast. It's a, a nasty little thing. Yeah, it's a B.I. So just know that again. But again, we needed to be transparent saying this is slow. A lot of people don't want to hear that slow. this is slow. This is whatever because. You mean I can't Amazon Prime my SIBO to go away? Oh my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen of the listening world, if anyone, it would be Katie that would have primed it by now. I, I, I like online shopping. So Chris. I'm just letting you know, if she has not found it, there is no golden goose. There isn't because <laughs> my husband my husband breaks down a hundred boxes a week. <laughs> okay, he needs to just take away your credit card. Uh, that I'm calling Frank. I like to online shop. It's like, do you know that that movie Confessions of a Shopaholic? I feel like it was no. made about me. No, I don't. You want to know why I, I don't? It. Because I this is where we are opposites. Chris is a, Chris doesn't like to spend. She hates shopping. Like at Christmas time, me and Paige basically did all of her shopping for her daughters for her. Because she was like, this would take me six hours. I'm like, I did it in three minutes. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. It was so stressful. So anyways, the kids love the perfume. So, oh, yay. Healthy perfume. We'll talk about that in another episode. So the other thing I just want to say is, yes, we can sometimes use some herbals, some homeopathics. Absolutely. Um, love some good herbals and homeopathics. Prebiotics to me, again, is one of those, ooh, let's do case-dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, and prebiotics come in the form of fiber. I really want you using your foods, your green leafy vegetables, complex carbohydrates, low glycemic, like, you know, we have to do things that are tolerated too. Please go with caution on fermented foods. It's going to be a hit or it's going to be a miss. That means no kombucha, sauerkraut, kimchi, pickles, miso, tempeh. What am I missing? Am I missing any? Oh yeah, there's a big list, but at the end of the day, it's not even that you need the list. The fact is, is you're going to know by now. Mm-hmm. You know. You're listening right now and you're like, oh, dang, I have SIBO. Or you're like, oh, no, I don't have SIBO, but I'm going to listen because I don't want SIBO. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't want one. SIBO. Um, it's not a fun one. I really like the green leafy. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, but I get bloated on anything. The cruciferous vegetables, the onions, the garlic, whatever. Yeah. That's another little nugget to say you're – Detoxification pathways are backlogged, and guess what? Methane gas might be up. 
gut dysbiosis, your your body's not happy. So let's get some love in there. You said you may want to consider something like that working, whatever. I say full on, do not do this by yourself. Well, I just didn't want to be too aggressive. I, I, I'm going to be aggressive because I am, you be aggressive I am today. telling you. I don't feel like being aggressive. I'm just telling you, I've seen people suffer with this. I've suffered with this. Yeah. I've suffered with it. And I have an education in it and I did it by myself and I still then had to go elect help. So mm-hmm. I yeah. basically I felt like I wasted my time. I messed up my body even more and wasted I knew- money on supplements. Oh, I know. Let's that's the thing is when you try to do protocols on your own, you buy all of these different supplements mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you end up wasting hundreds of dollars. And Chris doesn't like wasted money. That, that's where Chris and I differ is she hates wasted money. She hates buying things. And Katie has her own like, dispensary, oh which her pantry had to be converted from the pantry to the dispensary. <laughs> I get sent things from companies, okay, Chris? It's not just me. I don't even order. I just go to Katie's house and go, okay, I'll take that and that I'll and I'll e-transfer. <laughs> she goes shopping. Okay, so we talked about supplements. We talked about food. Let's go into lifestyle habits because you know we love a good lifestyle habit. Oh, water for me, hands down. Water, 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 stay that's, hydrated. That's why I, I didn't even say water because I knew that was your number one. Oh, you need to be flushing. You need to be hydrated. Down. As I take a sip of my water. Stress management. If we stre- – and again, stress is only catastrophic if it's long-term and the stress impact like cortisol and those hormones don't get resolved or washed out or neutralized. Mm-hmm. So we're just feeding all of this bacteria again. So what about meals? Because oftentimes it's like instead of having three big meals a day, let's maybe space them out to five or six smaller meals so we're not impacting the digestive system as much. Oh, let me tell you, if you have SIBO, guaranteed at one point you have nausea and you can't eat. You could be down to even three foods that you can tolerate. And I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen I it. I hate, oh, I feel so bad when clients. So many like times. That. I have a client right now, four weeks in and she's like, oh, she couldn't even drink water without getting bloated Mm -hmm. and feeling so nauseous. She's drinking water and she's eating. Win. Right? Love those wins. This is what we have. This is the thing. So meals, yes, we might want to go smaller portions. We might want to go certain specific amino acid complex in liquid form. We have to be careful to make sure because some people in this pattern too now have histamine reactions. Oh boy, I'm familiar with that. That's a fun one. So those things there are huge. So the stress management for sure. And when you are feeling gross and you're sleeping on pillows and you can't have a good night's sleep and now you have insomnia or now you don't want to go to sleep because you're not feeling well, all of this is going to perpetuate and cycle and feed. Cycle and feed. So this is why we, I say work with somebody because they need to break the cycle so it's not being fed. Absolutely. And, it and if is. it's us, amazing. We have the link in the show notes. Yeah, we might know a thing or two on this topic. We might know a thing or two about this topic because we deal with it day in and day out. All right, Chris, anything else we want to add for the SIBO chat? I would, yes. I would like to say that this is my favorite episode this season so far. Is it? (laughs) I'm thinking next episode is going to be my favorite. Uh Uh-oh. Do you want me to share with everybody what it is? Because it's probably one of the most requested topics. So we will often ask our clients, like, you know, once you've cleared up your skin or your skin's clear now, what's the next thing that you want to work on? Chris, what's the number one answer? Uh, are we going with our vavavoom? A libido. Mm-hmm. I cannot even count how many clients consistently say my libido. So we are dedicating an entire episode to it. Next week, 
Clear Skin, Better Sex, Exploring the Acne Libido Connection. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm putting on my calendars. Remember, Wednesdays. I am just going to do a spoiler alert. If you have SIBO, your libido is not a love and life. See, there's a good segue. There we go. There's a good segue. All right, everybody. We will see you next week for a super sexy topic. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.